welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I'm super happy that you're here. So in this week's episode, which is for the week of May 17th, we're going to continue our series on breaking down the different lands within Disneyland. So last week, we went through Fantasyland, and we went through the hub, the episode behind uh, before that, and this week, we're going to go through Adventureland. So before we do that, I just want to throw out a few housekeeping items. The first one is, if ever you want to reach me, I can be reached at Michelle at DisneylandDevoted.com via email, so please drop me a line. And then also my Instagram is DisneylandDevoted as well. So feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you if you have a suggestion on a show or if you have a question about something I've talked about or haven't talked about yet. By all means, drop me a line and come by Instagram. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. So like I said, we're going to talk about Adventureland. And this little land really packs a punch. So like if you compare it to, uh, say, Fantasyland, which is really big and has a lot of great attractions and restaurants and shows, and there's a lot going on in Fantasyland. But Adventureland is kind of small and mighty. It has some of the best things there. So just to kind of place it on the map, if you're at the hub, which again, as a reminder, the hub is where you enter through the gates, you go down Main Street, and you get to that center of the wheel. It's like the center area of all of the pathways that lead to all the different lands. And from there, if you take the first left, the second left you'd come to would take you to Frontierland. The first left will take you to Adventureland. And when you walk through there, besides the really cool signage right there, you might quickly not even notice that you're walking over a little bridge and there's a wonderful water waterway right there and there's a lot of great scenery so don't forget to stop there for a moment and check it out and the pathway is right past the Jolly Holiday Bakery. So um, once you see that, if you take a sharp left, you'll go right into Adventureland. And the very first thing you come to, which is one of the most popular places there, is the Tiki Room, and that's where you can get the Dole Whip right there. So first thing, let's just kind of dive into that a little bit. Dole Whips are classic snack there at Disneyland. Most people love them. Some people aren't that crazy about them. I personally love it, but I like pineapple. It is a very sweet treat. I am a big fan of the Dole Whip Float, which instead of having like just soft serve ice cream in a bowl with some of the pineapple, it's it's a float that's in a cup. And I just like it. It's just easier to eat, and I just really enjoy that because you use a, a straw. And you probably know this, but if you don't, I'm going to give you a little bit of a hack. So the majority of the people who stand in line to get a Dole Whip stand in line right there on that, that main drag there of Adventureland. And you'll see that line goes back, way back into Adventureland. But if you go into the Tiki Room, 
little queue area, which anyone's welcome to go in there. It's a nice little area in there. It has benches and it's very themed in there with like tiki's and very tropical and the music's playing and that's where you would kind of queue to go into tiki room or at least that's what you used to do. Who knows what's going to happen when they open up. But at any rate, there's a side of that um, where you can get the, the Dole Whip on the inside there, right in that queue. And that always is less crowded. So definitely skip the main line out there in the main breezeway and go into the queue of Tiki Room and get your Dole Whip there. And then if you are going to go into the Tiki Room attraction, you can take your snack into the attraction with you. So that's a nice little perk. So let's talk about the Tiki Room. It is so stinking cute. It's one of those things that reminds me a little bit of It's a Small World where the song can get in your head and drive you absolutely batty. (laughs) But it's a really cute thing to do. And if you aren't familiar with it, you go into this big, cool, air-conditioned, tropical room And you sit in these benches and there's these birds, (coughs) excuse me, fake birds, like, you know, animated birds that are on cages and they're up in the ceiling and you don't necessarily notice how many there are. And they're in the corners of the room and everything. And then the show starts and there's lighting and some lower at this point and some lower at a different point. And there's just a lot going on that go along with the, the song. That used to be a restaurant, actually, and what happened is (laughs) that show would come on and people would stop eating and watch the show, and it became hard for them to turn over the table, so they stopped serving food in that room, and they just turned it into an attraction. It's about 15 minutes. And what I like about it is it's, besides being adorable and you have an opportunity to have your snack, it's another one of those examples of a great place to take a break. Out of the elements, give your feet a rest. So I've said this a thousand times, I'm going to say it a thousand more. You have to build in breaks and resting places, resting stops, because Disneyland is exhausting. And while it's not as big as Disney World, it still is very tiresome. You walk a lot, you stand a lot, you wait a lot. And so anytime that you can build in a moment just to take a breather and re-energize, it's such a great moment. And this is a really great way to do that. It's about 10 minutes, I think 10 to 15 minutes for the whole show. It's worth it. It's cute. Kids will love it. And it gives you a little bit of a break. So if you just kept going past the Tiki Room, you'll run right into some restrooms. And that's really where the restrooms are in Adventureland. The next restrooms are not until you get through Adventureland and get over to New Orleans Square. So the restrooms are right there. It's really cool little rock formation and the restrooms are kind of hidden in there and they're really big. So uh, lots of uh, lots of opportunities there if you need to use the restroom. And then as you make your left, because uh, you have no choice, you make your left into Adventureland. There's a couple of things there. So the there's a new restaurant there the tropical hideaway which is kind of uh, attached to the tiki room i personally have not eaten there 
but I've seen a lot of reviews on there and it's like, it's, it's got some snacks and some um, good food options. It's very similar to Bengal barbecue in that it's got that same kind of, uh, themed food there but it's um you know it's very tropical hence the name tropical hideaway but it has more options there and it's very popular and it also sits right next to the jungle cruise water so you definitely can experience some of that attraction but mostly the scenery there and if you've ever been on the jungle cruise you know the scenery is amazing so kind of tucked over there is the tropical hideaway and then across from the tropical hideaway is a very big shopping area, like a little, like a store that has a lot of cool, like safari kind of clothes and um, merchandise. It's really cool in there, and it shares the same uh, walkways. Like within that building, you can walk between the stores, so you can go to the merchandise, and then you can go to the seating area for Bengal Barbecue, and then Bengal Barbecue is right there. And that is one of our favorite places to get a snack because they have these really great kebabs. And my daughter loves the chicken kebab. It's basically a teriyaki chicken, and it has like three pieces on a stick on a skewer, and she just goes crazy for that. So it doesn't matter what time of day. Like if we go to Adventureland in the morning. We usually get there in that area around 9 to 10, just the way that we kind of navigate the park. And we always stop and get it. It's never too early to get a kebab. And they have a lot of other great things. They have um, steak and um, they have wraps, these vegetable wraps, which are super good. Pork belly, like it's really good. I really like Bengal barbecue and it's a really quick way to get a snack and there's covered seating and it's really awesome. And then right across from there, which is right next door to the hideaway, tropical hideaway, is the Jungle Cruise, which I mentioned a moment ago. And that is such a classic. I love the Jungle Cruise. I never get tired of the stupid jokes. I mean, sometimes I'm just like not in the mood because I've heard them a thousand times, but I'm really not there for the jokes. I'm there for the just the relaxing boat ride and the cuteness and the scenery. And again, another awesome way to get off your feet, enjoy yourself. It's always very cool and refreshing in there, even though it could be hot like in the summertime. It just has a nice refreshing feel. I unfortunately never saw the Jingle Cruise, which was when it was decorated for Christmas. And I heard that it was never coming back. I don't know if that's true or not, but unfortunately I never got to see that. I bet it was adorable. But anyways, Jungle Cruise is definitely a must-do and it's super kid-friendly. Everyone can go on that. Really recommend that one. And then right next door to that is one of the best attractions in all of Disneyland, which is Indiana Jones. So here's the thing about that ride is that is by far one of the most turbulent rides. So it's got the best theming. There's no doubt about it. The queue line is a walk. Like it goes on and on and on. And it's it's because you have to get way inside. So you just keep going. And I've never, I shouldn't say never, but seldom have I ever seen 
the line all the way back to the entrance. But this this is a fast pass ride. Like 100%, unless you're going to hit it first thing in the morning, you definitely want to get a fast pass. And that will shave off a good 20, 30, 40 minutes because this attraction gets very, very busy and the wait times get up there quickly. So you definitely want to get a fast pass for this or get their first thing. But when you're in that long queue or you're walking through there, because most of the time we just keep walking and walking and walking. It's not like we're held back. But when you're in there, be looking for things that say, do not pull. And it's like a rope. And of course, it's just inviting you to, to pull it. And then sounds and gongs and all kinds of things happen. Like there's there's interactive things going on in the queue line. Then when you get to the actual attraction, it's a Jeep that's on a track, obviously. And the Jeep itself is on hydraulics. And so it's going up and down and sideways and spinning forward and back. And it's really turbulent, but it's so much fun. And of course, it's themed like Indiana Jones. And he's there in a couple different places. And the music and the the theming and just like the elements, like if you've seen the Indiana Jones movies and you recognize the things that go on in that attraction, it's not for younger kids. Like even if they can meet the height requirements, if you have a kid who's not super into thrill rides, this may not be one for them until they're about seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. I've had some friends who their children have gone on like Incredicoaster and thought it was fabulous and then went on Indiana Jones and screamed their head off. I personally had a six-year-old who absolutely screamed his head off and then at seven, he thought it was the greatest thing ever. So it's just, I mean, it's dark. Like there are parts where it's kind of dark and then there's fire and there's loud noises and that Jeep is so turbulent. So it's definitely a thrill ride. It's definitely not for the faint at hearts, but faint of heart, especially young kids. And if you have any sort of back problems, that is not the ride for you. It will jerk you around quite a bit. Um, but it is an awesome attraction if you don't meet any of those other things that I warned you about. Okay, so then next to Adventureland is Tarzan. Excuse me, we are in Adventureland. Next to Indiana Jones is Tarzan's Treehouse. And the thing about that attraction is people walk right past it. And that is such an awesome attraction. If you are from old school Disneyland or you've been over to Disney World who now has that, it used to be the Smiths, I cannot speak, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. And then it got turned into Tarzan's Treehouse. And it's climbing, 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 lots of stairs. There's a rope bridge, more stairs. But along the way, there's little stops and themes about the movie and statues and displays. And there's an interactive area where you can play with like um, bongos and swing on this one little rope swing. And there's instruments and there's things to pull and noisemakers. But One of the best parts about that, besides the theming, is the view that you get as you climb to the top. And along the way, like there's different stops along the way up to the very top. And it is such a beautiful view of Disneyland. Oh my gosh. So you look out 
to Rivers of America, and that's where you can see, like, the Mark Twain steamboat or the pirate ship, Big Thunder in the distance. You can look down and see, like, Pirates of the Caribbean is right next door, so you can kind of see the queue line there and all the tropical landscaping right there. And you can see over to the Haunted Mansion, and you can see right there at New Orleans Square and the walkway, and, oh... That is one of my absolute favorite places to be, just to take in that beautiful scenery, that gorgeous view. And if you're looking for a way to kind of get your fill of Disneyland at this moment until it opens up, check out a POV of Tarzan's Treehouse on YouTube and just look through someone's point of view and you'll see the the view that I'm talking about the scenery it's just absolutely gorgeous but it's a really cool attraction if you like the movie or even if you don't it just has some interactive elements to it so it makes it just a little bit different than um, just climbing a tree it has a really cool feel and vibe and then you come right back down now the only thing I would say about this one is if it's crowded, which it seldom is, I mean, seriously, it's seldom crowded, but if it is, you know, you're all kind of walking up at the same time and it's kind of a narrow walkway um, or stairwell or it's not even a well, like it's just staircase kind of going up. So if you're a little bit slower, just stay to the right so people can pass you, but don't feel pressured because it's a lot of steps and you want to be safe, but it's really, really awesome and totally worth it. And then, like I said, then you work your way down. And then that's the very end of Adventureland. It starts New Orleans Square right there. Um, and even right across from Tarzan's treehouse is Riverbell Terrace, but that's really considered Frontierland. So we pretty much went through all of Adventureland. Like I said, it's small and kind of packs a punch. It has some of the best attractions in there. Some of those classics, some of those new favorites, just a really great area right there. So definitely spend some time in there and check out the shop right there across from the Jungle Cruise. Some really great stuff like they have like dresses for Moana and just like really cool safari gear and just really cool dresses and sweatshirts and just a different vibe than some of the other clothing areas. It's a really cool place. So that, my friends, is this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Kind of short and sweet, but a, a really awesome area of Disneyland. Once again, if you have any questions, you can reach me at Michelle at DisneylandDevoted.com. That's my email. So sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. He wanted to say hi to you. And um, we will chat again next week. So until then, be safe, be well, and talk to you soon. Bye.